Hey everyone, John Weatherwax here, uh, here to talk about 2 Corinthians. And today I'll be going over 2 Corinthians 1, 8 through 14. So let's get started. Just going to start by reading those verses and then uh, kind of go into some thoughts and um, other deliberations that I had about this verse. So here we go. We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed by our ability to endure, and we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely only on God who raises the dead. He did rescue us from mortal danger, and he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him, and he will continue to rescue us. And you are helping us by praying for us. Then many people will give thanks because God has graciously answered so many prayers for our safety. We can say with confidence and a clear conscience that we have lived with a God-given holiness and sincere in all of our dealings. We have depended on God's grace, not on our own human wisdom. That is how we have connected ourselves before, sorry, that is how we have conducted ourselves before the world and especially toward you. Our letters have been straightforward and there is nothing written between the lines and nothing you can't understand. I hope someday you will fully understand us, and even if you don't understand us now, then on the day when the Lord Jesus returns, you will be proud of us in the same way we are proud of you. All right, let's dive into this a little bit. And I got to say that this has really hit me, you know, personally, especially the first part, verses 8 through 11, really kind of hit hard. And I just want to you know, share some personal stories um, about this past year and uh, how this verse or this passage is really connected with me. So I made some notes here that I'll be reading from, and I might, you know, diverge from them a little bit here and there, but um, to kind of keep my thoughts in check, I, I wrote it down because uh, what I'm about to, you know, share with you guys is a little personal and it can be a little bit hard, but here we go. So I wanted to tell you guys how this passage really affected me, you know, this past summer, I'd been going through a lot. There were a lot of heavy things with my family. My mom had just passed away the year before, and I was still kind of dealing with that. And, you know, I still am. And work was very stressful. In the last week of June, this past summer, I had just started a 10-week school, which was going great. But it also was adding a lot to my plate on top of everything else I was trying to deal with. With the first week of the school behind me, it was now the first week of July, and I had the third and fourth, which was a Monday and Tuesday, off work for the holiday. On the third, Monday morning, about 10 o'clock that morning, I decided I was going to go on a motorcycle ride for about an hour before I started the things that I had planned for that day. Well, as I was riding in the country just east of Fruitport, I ended up losing control of my motorcycle on a curve and crashed. I have no memory of this incident. I don't know exactly what happened. Still to this day, I don't. I have only speculation. I don't know how it occurred. I was found lying unconscious on the side of the road by a bicyclist who actually ended up being an ER doctor who called 911 and got the first responders there. The police officer who was first on scene responded, contacted my employer, who is the Holland Department of Public Safety, as I'm a police officer for, for those who don't know, um, contacted my employer and they were preparing them for the worst due to what he was seeing from the extent of my injuries. I only found out about this later as I was speaking to those that uh, co-workers and my boss that was alerted. 
but to the extent of my injuries that was being relayed to them were, was certainly significant. Also, days after my accident, I visited the scene where I found spray paint all over the road marking the crash scene. For my profession in law enforcement, I know this only to be done wherein there's a chance that the people involved may not survive. Now, I just want to pause here really quick as a sidebar and say that I was by myself in this accident. I didn't have a rider with me, um, and there were no other cars involved. And for the motorcycle riders out there listening today, um, you know, we, we pay attention to other riders more than ourselves. We have confidence in our own abilities, and uh, most motorcycle accidents are due to other drivers not seeing us. And that wasn't uh, what this was about at all. And I was, as I was approaching this, this right-hand corner, I, I don't have a memory of it, but leaning on my experience and how I know I would have navigated that corner um, had I not crashed, and, you know, I would have taken it very cautiously as I'm a cautious rider. Um, nothing in the accident investigation, I was not speeding or riding reckless in any way. So this is a very odd accident in a lot of different ways. So my last memory is about two miles before the crash. My next memory is waking up in the ER with family, friends, and coworkers around me. The story is unfortunately not over here with my motorcycle accident. You see, I was sent home the next day with a severe brain bleed, but it wasn't bad enough that surgery was needed, and they believed it would take care of itself over time and heal. As I was home for the week, Monday through Friday, I was trying to take it easy, etc., but life was still happening. All the, quote, stuff that was that I was trying to manage was still going on, and it was still taking a toll on me. That Friday around lunch, Tracy and I were um, involved in a very minor fender bender in the Mancino's parking lot, where I immediately jumped into, quote, cop mode. <laughs> I'm sure it didn't help my symptoms at all trying to talk to the other driver and, you know, decipher what needs to be done during the situation only a few days after my motorcycle accident. Later that afternoon, I received some disappointing news uh, through my work email. And then shortly after that, I began to develop some chest pain. So my accident was on Monday and this was now Friday of the same week. I didn't think anything of it as we were kind of experiencing some indigestion issues from lunch and I thought, or Tracy was experiencing some indigestion issues and I thought it was kind of the same for me, although this was a, a discomfort that I hadn't uh, felt before and was a little unfamiliar. But the discomfort went away a short time later. That night, about four o'clock in the morning or Saturday morning, I started to get some chest pain that woke me up. I got out of bed and I remember pacing in my bedroom and waiting for it to go away. It was not like anything I had ever experienced, and when it spread into my shoulders and then to my lower jaw, I woke up Tracy, and that's when we went to the hospital. When I got to the Grand Haven ER, they immediately got me in and hooked up some to machines, etc., and uh, they quickly told me that I was experiencing a heart attack, and I was in complete disbelief. How in the world could this be happening after what I experienced just four days earlier? How could I be going through this as well? Well, I was very quickly thrown in an ambulance and rushed to Trinity in Muskegon where I went under, underwent a heart cath and they found two blockages, but they couldn't do any, any procedures. They couldn't put in the stents due to the medications I would need could alter the healing of my brain bleeds. So they just treated it with medication. Um, they had to treat the blockages and medications was the only opportunity to, to treat them um, in this way. So later in the summer, unfortunately, because they weren't able to fully uh, fix the blockages, I started experiencing chest pain again, where I went to GR and had two stents placed. So now we're in September. 
it all seemed to calm down from there. And I was then able to really focus on the healing of my head injury, which has taken several months to fully recover. There are many parts of the story, um, but what I want to focus on is like Paul, where he said, we were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. And we thought we would never live through it. I also felt that many times as I was going through everything that I just explained. As I was home and going through months of rehab, I had the realization that he did rescue us from mortal danger and he will rescue us again. I have had the opportunity to be rescued several times this year, and I know he will continue to rescue us. Put your confidence in him. God will not disappoint. As a result of this, much like Paul, I am learning not to rely on myself. Like I explained at the beginning of this, with everything I had been trying to deal with on my own, I am learning to rely on God more. Placing him first when things are difficult and remembering how he rescued me from such big things, surely the small things that feel so significant in the moment aren't anything for our God. Even if it's all hard to understand in the moment, today, tomorrow, keep trying. I surely don't understand why why I was spared in all of the things that I experienced this past summer, but I will not stop trying to understand and seek God through it all. I really hope this passage in my story hits a chord to some of you. I wish nothing but blessings on everybody that's listening today. And, uh, you know, it was a really significant time for me. And I'm still, frankly, going through some of it. It's still impactful in my life. And I'm trying to keep God in the out front position. Um, and I'm learning still today from this experience and from Second Corinthians. So let me pray for you guys. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to uh, experience you in a way that I can't even imagine. Going through what I did this summer and seeing how you literally saved my life time and time again reminds me of who you are and your promise in our life. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for saving us time and time again. I love you, Father, and I pray everybody listening today has an amazing day. Amen.